A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello everyone, it's David here. Welcome to this episode um, with Andy Goldstein. Brilliant, Andy Goldstein. Loved this episode. But I uh, just needed to let you know that I recorded my bit in a hotel and I didn't have my mic with me. So it's 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 a bit much actually, my side of this um, conversation. So bear with it because Andy and Joe are good. So it's just a warning. I don't want you to go oh, bloody hell listen to them. It's we 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 know that um I sounded terrible in this, but there's nothing we can do about it. I uh, hope you like it anyway. This is setting up a little series we're going to do next year with um Andy. So, yeah, I really like this one, as I say. He's brilliant. Thank you everyone. Bye. <coughs> Doing a phone, calling him in a phone. In hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> it's David from Devon. I just <laughs> want to say, <laughs> I just want to say, I, I, I think they should all, all, all be given a hunt. Yeah, well, uh, all go home. <laughs> Thank you, David. Could cut him off. No, no. LBC, another prat phoning in from Devon. Um. Sorry, you did. How was your? How was Biffa? Um. Uh. 
Buzzing by sounds of it. No, I don't know what to say, really, because... <laughs> well, you didn't win, so how are you feeling about not winning? Oh, fucking hell, I'm relieved. <laughs> okay. I was get For all the evening, I was like, I ain't not going to fucking go. I just didn't even give it a... And then when they... And then, just before us, they did Breakthrough Producer. It was Rupert, and I saw him, how he changed. Oh. oh I was like, oh, fuck, what if we did? Because I feel pissed. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and I started thinking about Kevin Bishop, and if I <laughs> started throwing rolls at, I'd that bloke. I'd love it if you lost control and, and in the, all the red tops. But I I thought, oh, if I did a joke and it was just like, oh no, why has he son done that? And <laughs> nothing got nothing. Honestly, when they went so and so one, oh right. Well, so- I went to the um, Comedy Awards with Sean Locke. Yeah. And uh, he said that to me. He said, you don't want to win these things, mate. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I sat there and he went, no, 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 no. Don't want to win. He well, you just got, you just got to perform again. Yeah, yeah. That's what he basically said. He said, no, you want to sit here, get slightly pissed and slag people off. <laughs> it was enough to be nominated. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your picture and I genuinely thought you looked like someone who was at a football awards as, as the manager. Like, and I mean like PFA Player of the Year. You were like one of the backroom staff. What's your angle? Like no, no, I'm just going what my, my immediate thought I could talk to you was. about the buying the suit day. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'm, well I'm just, I thought you looked like you looked smart, looked very smart. I thought you looked like you were... Uh, involved, in, I think because I've been watching the World Cup, I was like, oh, David looks like he could be backroom staff at Man U or something. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I meant it as a compliment. It was, uh, so you went for a dark grey suit after... No, green. Oh, green, it's olive green. What? Is yeah. Olive? I've got olive green and I had dark olive green cords. What are you talking through? Because we should explain that you're not in. The I haven't industry. got my um, mic. Where's that? It looks grey on the picture. No, it's olive green. It's ol- It's not olive green. It is. I've got it here. I'll show you. Show me because that looks grey, and I was like, "Well played." No, I'm not going fucking grey. Wow. Uh. Looks grey. It's olive green. Trust me. <laughs> okay, I don't want to fall out. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go on. Talk us through the. Oh, we got Andy Goldstein coming on. Yeah, love Andy. Um, so I was stressed. So we, so we had to. I had one afternoon to get a suit or something on the what Saturday. Day did you- on Saturday, okay. So it was busy. And yeah, Christmas so I, shopping. So I was travelling up to the awards <laughs> yesterday on the Sunday. So I had, yeah, exactly, Christmas shopping. Oof. I'm with the boys and Naomi. Naomi's fucking angel dealing with me. <laughs> really, really is. I don't know how she does it. I'm being genuine. She's just so patient. She pops, secretly pops a lot of pills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Um, we get to Exeter. Oh, there's a big run up to all this, but we get to Exeter. Well, I don't know where to go. Where do you go? 
I don't know. Calm hang down, on, David. On, calm on, down. Hang on, hang on. Let's pay for the parking and then... Yeah. <laughs> no, because we got the train. So we got the train. Where, where's John Lewis? It's just up the right. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wet. Calm down. We'll go into Mossbrook. I don't want to do Mossbrook. <laughs> I don't want to do Mossbrook. <laughs> I love Mossbrook. I can't. Okay, we won't do my... All right, we'll go to... So we went into... Went to John Lewis. Went to this straight away. I, I'm so tense going down the escalator. Well, where's the suit section? Fucking hell, they've got iPods. Where's this? Why are they buying a suit from a place that sells iPods? <laughs> because they sell more than one thing, David. Yeah, well, I didn't like it. So we went to the suit section and they meet straight away. Went to someone, hi, we're looking to buy a suit and we need someone to advise us on. Uh, well, I'm very sorry, but I don't quite know. I don't quite understand that. And the woman that deals with it is having a break. Okay, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go. <laughs> no, 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 we can, no, 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 we'll go. I don't understand any of these suits. I don't know. Honestly. This is madness. If she has an affair, I basically, if you're on an affair with her, you've probably got a good, good chance. <laughs> well, at the moment, yeah, there's a window. them. <laughs> <laughs> she's not even looking for an affair she's looking for some time off if if you're prepared to go shopping with her quietly now's your chance what so then <laughs> then we came out and she did kind of snap outside john lewis oh right okay so then i go then i launch it oh right so you're okay now you're you're losing your patience now <laughs> Wow. By the way, David, congratulations <laughs> on getting nominated. <laughs> so, we're walking, we're just walking. I'm walking like 10 yards in front. Daddy, daddy. Just ran. <laughs> and uh, Naomi said, let's try. For fuck's sake, really? They sound naff. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, we went in. We had a place like Thunder. And the guy came up to me, what sort of suit do you want? I don't know. I don't know, Black. <laughs> don't have a go at him. He's on. He's, he's, just, doing, he's just doing his No, job. he said, well, they got Ted Baker. Is Ted Baker a good make? I don't know. What's Ted Baker? So anyway, he took us down the end of the shop. And he said... Uh, away from other people. <laughs> yeah, he said, I'll be honest with you, you don't want to buy a suit from here. No. Yeah. Should we put... Oh, maybe I'll... You don't, I went, oh, really? Bleep out the name of the show. Yeah, honestly, he was a saviour. He said, what do you want to do? You want to go to Zebla? In fact, I might. Anyway, you want to go there, little independent shop. They'll sort you out. Really? Yeah, I shouldn't be doing this. There, Google mapped it. Go there. He said, what an angel. Shirts are to die for. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. No, no, honestly. Anyway, oh, thank you. Ha have a good day and good luck with your degree or whatever you do. <laughs> your degree? Your degree? <laughs> your degree? <laughs> so we found this lovely little... As soon as I see the, saw the store, I was like, here we go. This is this is more than a kit. Really tiny. I walked in. What are you after? I don't know. So I've got... So the bit I remember from the days, he put... He, he said, okay. And he this dark blue navy jacket and he just put it on me and I froze. I couldn't you move. Froze. 
I just couldn't move. I looked at Naomi and went, I don't, I don't like it. Like you're on a roller coaster. <laughs> she said, she said, sorry, this is, um, and he just, oh, I, I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> My eldest child is playing up. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm Christine again. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think you're... Uh... He was looking at me just perplexed, like... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, after all that, I just look like a big fat geography teacher. Right there, I'll do. That's what I am. Hi, Andy. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm very well. How are you? Oh, stressing out of it. <laughs> Why? I was talking about. I just wore a suit on Saturday, and I can't handle it. I acted like a teenager. <laughs> That's good though, you look young, right? No, he, he didn't look like a teenager. <laughs> he just sounded like one. I got the hump. Can you wear suits? Are you good at suits? Um, I love wearing a suit. I went to a wedding last weekend, actually, and that's wear a suit. And I, I look fucking amazing, actually. <laughs> There's the yin and yang. There's the difference. Did you? I really did. Yeah. Everyone kept coming up to me going, oh, you look amazing. I was like, okay. <laughs> can, I do a, can I do a pod every day with you? Yeah. <laughs> Lazy weekday morning, giving it up for you. Lazy weekday morning, giving it up for you. I mean, breakfast, a biscuit. Yeah. I'm doing this, I'm doing this training thing where I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, I've got a big birthday next year and I just need to be able to wear a pair of trousers. So I wear a suit. So I thought I need to sort of train for a year. So I'm doing that. But how's the biscuit help? Because I'm... <laughs> Because you're not starting it yet. <laughs> I don't start to eleven. <laughs> because that's my breakfast: two biscuits. Is it? Yeah. Can I do that? That sounds great. Hey, listen. Let me let me ask you: Are we recording at the moment? Yeah. 
Right? Well, I want to tell you a story, but you can't you can't put it on your podcast. That's no, right. We'll, right. we'll delete it. I won't put it on. You, you promise me, because I'm going to show you. Yeah, of course. No, uh, hey, come on, we're pros. Come on. So we're, we're going to be talking snooker, right? Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, so. Andy, can you tell the... We can't put this out either. Can you tell Joe the Jimmy White? Say again? Can you tell Joe the Jimmy White story? Can't put this one out either. About his brother? Yeah. You can, I can put that out. It's in his book. Can we? Yeah. You talked about when his brother died? Yeah. Have you heard it, Joe? No, no. Okay. Well, by the way, welcome, everybody. This is Andy yeah. Goldstein. You know yeah, Andy hi, Goldstein. Hi, Andy. Nice to meet you, by the way. Yeah. Hello. Uh, so, yeah, so we, anyway, we were, we were talking about snooker, weren't we, Joe? Uh, a month or so ago. Oh, I'd love to do a little snooker set because I feel like I've lost touch with the snooker players. And I used to fucking love it. It was our, I think we started talking about after Steve Davis, when we interviewed Steve Davis, and we were like, there was that time where we were sort of obsessed with snooker. The glory days, I think we called it. Why? I look at both of you, no disrespect, but when I found out you wanted someone to talk snooker with you, I honestly thought you were taking the mickey. Really? Because <laughs> you don't... I wouldn't say I'm hurt. No. <laughs> that, that's a compliment, isn't it? <laughs> I had a little time. I used to think I was. I used to pretend to be Jimmy White. I used to, for a summer or two. Yeah, well, I didn't do that. But are, are you any good? <laughs> have you played each other at snooker? No. Oh my god, Ooh. we have. Oh. <laughs> Who would win? Oh, this is a great idea. <laughs> do you think you're any good at snooker? Yeah. Okay. I haven't. I haven't played enough proper snooker, but I don't. I think I'm all right, Paul. Uh, deep down, I think I could beat anyone at Paul. Oh, like, that's my. Can idea. I can I just put it out there <laughs> that I it, when I was about 21, 22, I played Paul professionally and got to number thirty-two in England. So if there's a game to be had for money, we'll Did play. Did you? Yeah. I'd, I wish I had stories like that. Like I. Oh. Fuck! Hang on a minute. Did you? <laughs> yeah, and the, I I sort of gave it up for a number of reasons. The main one being there wasn't enough money in it, so. At the time when you won the world championship, which embassy sponsored at the same time, so they did the world snooker and the world world pool. Um, first prize was two hundred two and a half grand, and if you got beat in the first round, which I usually did, you got fifty quid. So it just you know, it was awful. It was awful. So um, so what did you win if you won the if you won the final? Two and a half grand. So the, re- the the reason I got into it was because I used to play up at Ilford Snooker Club where. I don't know if you remember, I'm going to test your, your knowledge now, but do you remember a, a snooker player called Eugene Hughes? Yeah, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> you said that with such conviction. Oh, uh, yeah, I was like, I don't believe a word of it. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. I think I do. <laughs> Eugene what, Hughes. Describe what he looked like to me. Yeah, colour hair. Oh, oh, it's really immature of you <laughs> to even ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's really immature of you to corner me about my life. Is <laughs> <laughs> anything about him? His nationality? Anything? Oh, this is... Thanks for coming. Scottish. Andy. Scottish. Love... No, Lovely. he wasn't Scottish. He was Irish. Oh, who cares? <laughs> I'm having the best time. <laughs> anyway, anyway, with uh, the Scottish Eugene Hughes, yeah. he was he was the club pro up at Ilford. And then Ronnie O'Sullivan came out of that club and Ken Doherty. And lo- they had loads and loads of great players. 
and I wanted to be a snooker professional when I was a kid. But when I got to that club and I met Ronnie, I realised I was just, I had no chance of getting there. I mean, I was I was a quite a decent player. My highest break back in the day was ninety seven. Jesus, but 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 I couldn't. You know, I'd play I'd I'd play ten frames today and maybe get two fifties at best. But, I'm sorry, I bloody do remember you, Gene Hughes. <laughs> I do, You're Googling I it. Do. We can see you Googling <laughs> it. I do know you, Gene Hughes. Uh, okay. I do, Andy. Andy, you're the first person to come on and make David cry. <laughs> I do, Andy. I don't, I don't, I mean, Why is got... Andy being like this, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you do. You do. I probably, of course you know him. Of course you do. I do. <laughs> I do. Why did so many good players come out of that snooker club? That's a great I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, oh, well, I do. Okay. Eugene? <laughs> Is it Eugene? <laughs> Being friends with Eugene, I know this for a fact. <laughs> right, can, you, can you tell us how good Ronnie was? Yeah, I can. So um, we both went to the same school, once at high school, and I was always the best snooker player in my school. I was, I'm two years older than Ronnie. How and then you one day, the best snooker player in your school? Did you? Like, that's not something anyone knows. Is it? Well, we, so, so we, had, <laughs> we, Eugene, Eugene used to collect oh, his <laughs> we had we had a snooker club around the corner. We had once a snooker club, so we would all bunk off and go play snooker right, those right. days. Um, and then this little little pipsqueak, he would have been about 13, maybe 12, 13, something like that. And he was like, I'll, I'll play you. And I was like, okay, all right. And he lived in the next road to me. So I knocked on his door one morning, on a Saturday morning, and his dad his dad opened the door. And I had my cue case in my hand. I was like, I looked up and I was like, all right. And he was like, what do you want? I said, I've come to play Ronnie. And he went, how much are you playing for? And I was like, can I swear on this, by the way? Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, okay. And he, I said, I don't know, a pound? And he went, 50 quid or fuck off. And I went, um, and he just slammed the door in my face. So I didn't play him that day. But um, I, I eventually became friends with him. And then I, I used to drive, I was older than him, as I said. So I used to pick him up. I used to pick him up um, after school or, or or after work or whatever in my mum's little fiesta and we'd drive to a snooker club. The difference between me and him, I mean, I was, I was an okay player. Um, he, he made, um, he made a one, four, seven against me when he was, I can't remember his age, 14, 15, something. We did. I was he driving and he wasn't, but he, he got to the black. It was on the match table. So at Ilford, there were three main tables in front of the bar area. So everyone would watch if they're waiting for a table. And he made, he made 15 reds and blacks. He had a green, brown, blue pick and finished plum on the black like that. And then just started getting the balls out. And I was like, you got to put that black, Ron. And he was like, no, no, no. And I went, why? And he said, without taking the piss, he just said, well, I'm not going to miss it. And I went, yeah, but you wouldn't, you're not going to miss the pink or the blue that you've potted to go and... and he went, no, no, no. And I don't, I still don't know to this day whether or not he did it just for like comedic value or because he was, you know, showing off a bit or because it's a story I can now tell. But either way, I mean, he, it, it was just ridiculous. He was, you know how you watch Ronnie on the telly now? He was probably a little bit better than that then because he was he was much more raw and quicker. And and the person he was playing at that level would give him a lot more chances. So he was constantly clearing up all the time. Was, right, right. And how old, how old was he then? Like 13 or 14? Yeah. He would have been about, if I was picking him up, I would have been about 17. 
or 18. So he would have been about 15 or 16. When did he, when, so when did he sort of like know he was going to be a pro? Like, was it that age he was like, oh, oh yeah. He, I mean, when he was, when he was 10 and 11, he was knocking in tons. Shit. Yeah. I remember getting like 14 break. <laughs> like, and going, like, just thinking that, because I think I did like red colour, red or colour or something. You know yeah. what I mean? But it was like, yellow and then a green or something you know but it it was that was like i can still remember doing it and he was yeah. getting hundreds yeah when he was yeah it was r- ridiculous i i sort of i became i became the best i came like that 97 break was when i was about 23 27 20... is really impressive though yeah and annoyingly there was no balls left i think it was like a 13 red clearance so it's not like i missed so the you ball. could have yeah so was... what's that like when you've got someone because like you know, you know, you from quite a young age. You've got you've got uh, limitations, like because you've met someone who's the real deal. Yeah, you know what I mean, you're like, oh fucking hell. We, so we, you know what? He, so I did. I presented the snooker for Eurosport for about five or six years, um, and we would have a full size table in our studio. And so when when I I would you know open the show, I'd be alongside Jimmy White, who's, who's my hero. And we'd do 15 minutes of chat and then we'd hand over to the match commentators and then we'd have like three hours off while the game was on. And I would always take my cue with me to all these ex- all these um, competitions that I'm doing. And then when, when we go to the match, Jimmy would say, get your cue and we'll play. And we'd play for like five or six hours a day, me and Jimmy White, which is like I'd, I'd run a competition. Oh, I but um, when Ronnie would come into the studio, he would have a practice and I'd say, do you want to practice? And he'd go, yeah, okay, fine. Out of all the players that came in, they and they all came in and played. So Mark Williams would come in, John Higgins would come in, they'd all come in. Out of all of them that I played, Ronnie was like playing a computer game. In practice, he did not miss a ball. Like, did not miss a ball. It, is, it was frightening. Every, everyone else missed, apart from him. He did, I think I played once, I, this is only going back about two years, I played about nine frames with him in practice. And I remember we got to about frame eight, and I said to him, you know, you've not missed a ball yet. And he was like, oh, okay. It, I mean... Just ridiculous. I think Steve no Davis said, said that he was a different level, didn't he? He said when he came into the game, he was like, right, this took it up a le- level. Because we asked a stupid question, didn't we? We went, can anyone, if they practice enough, be a good snooker player? Because st- we're idiots. Steve Davis went, no. And we're like, oh, okay, that's a really <laughs> stupid question. <laughs> Andy, when we met Steve David, I was just, he's like a god to me. Who's Steve? Yeah. And he just seemed so normal and kind of over snooker. I just couldn't get my head around. I was talking to Steve Davis. Yeah. He's he's dad threatened to shoot me once. Sure. (laughs) That's what I brought up. He lived in a (laughs) castle in Romford, Steve Davis. Sorry. Did you say sorry or sorry? <laughs> I think you mean sorry. No, in Romford. In Romford. There's a castle. And when I was about... When I, was about I bet 16, that stands out, doesn't it? Yeah, massively, yeah. <laughs> when, I was about, when I was about 16, me and my mate Paul, we were like fascinated with snooker. So we drove to see... Yeah, the cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we, we drove halfway up. There's like a long driveway and his dad come out. His name is... Bless him, he's not about anymore. He's... His name's Bill. Come out of a shotgun. <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing on my land?" I was like, and I told Steve that story years later when I became friendly with Steve, and he went, "Yeah, that sounds like my dad." I was like, <laughs> "Okay." Shouldn't you told your dad not to 
immediately come out with a shotgun. <laughs> Are there any snooker players with nice dads? <laughs> Name three. <laughs> Bet you can't. Mr. Bean. <laughs> Eugene Hughes' dad was like... Eugene Senior? Yeah. Fucking up. This is, I think this is my favourite app I've ever... Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be told stories. I went to see... I might have told you this. I went to see... Uh, I don't know what tournament it was. It was at Ali Pali about 10 years ago. Oh, I did tell you this. The Masters. Because you knew straight away, you knew what the game was. and the. But the first time I'd seen a snooker match in the flesh live, I turned up late, I went along with Lowe, sat down, they started the frame, and he got a 147. My first ever. When you went when you went and saw Snooker, what was the the one thing that stood out for you? Because I couldn't believe when oh, I was the com- a kid. where the commentators are in the little box. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was like, oh look at that. I mean on the table. <laughs> God. <laughs> I read that. This is why he doesn't believe you know Eugene. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't believe how how slight they hit the balls. Because if you play snooker in a proper snooker club, the cloth's heavy, the balls are heavy, the table's not warm. Yeah, table's for anyone who doesn't know snooker, can you can you explain that? Please? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. So when you watch snooker on the telly, the cloth is a lot lot thinner because they replace it every three or four rounds. Whereas in a snooker club. The cloth will stay on the table for a year, maybe two years. So it has this, to be thicker. This is great. I love and this. Also, also the um, the table when you go to a snooker match is heated. What? So, so when what? you put your hand on the base on a real proper <laughs> snooker table, it's warm, and that allows the balls to go even. Oh, I, I really thought. I was like, I'm trying to work out why. Then, well, just so every, it's like it's like hitting a ball on a sheet of ice. It's just it's effortless. So when I first went to a game, I couldn't believe that they just went tap, 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 and they flew into the pockets where I'm sort of smashing them. Right. Why is it warm again? To make the ball run easier. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you ever played in any, in any tournaments, Andy? There, there's a bit of pressure on them. Um, and I've not played in the tournament, but um, but when I was about when I was about how old were I? About thirty one, thirty two. I presented the European. This is on. This is on YouTube. This is. I presented the European Masters for Sky in Paul. Yeah. yeah. And um, while I was watching it, I was thinking I could beat all these players, and I was the presenter. And then I was I was presenting a show on Friday nights on Sky called Soccer AM's All Sports Show. And the Paul Masters wasn't live. They were filming it, and they were going to put it out in about a month's time. So I went up to the producer and I went, I've got an idea, I've got an idea. And he was like, okay. I said, how about whoever wins it, you keep him there, keep the audience there, keep the commentators there, I'll borrow someone's cue, someone's waistcoat, and I'll play him one frame and then we'll trail that on the All Sports Show and I'll go, this is what happened when I took on the winner. By the way, you can watch the European Masters next Tuesday, Sky Sports 2 from 9 o'clock. And he was like, what a great idea that is. But the only reason I did that was because I thought, I just want to yeah. show that I'm better than that. Anyway, so... <laughs> This guy called Darren Appleton won, who who is now one of the greatest nine ball players. This is English poor eight ball, but he's now one of the greatest nine ball players ever. He's like three times US Open champion. He's amazing. So he won, and then um, they stopped filming, and then they started filming again, and the, the MC came out, Alan Hughes, and he said, right, we've got a little treat. The presenter, Andy Goldstein, is coming out, doesn't it? So I borrowed a waistcoat and someone's cue, and I won the toss. And as I shook hands with him, I said, you won't get a shot. And he sat down and laughed. And then I smashed up and cleared up. 
<laughs> and it was it's it's the ball to get on the last ball to get on the black is still one of the most proudest moments of my life, even more so than either of my children being born. It was, it was great. And is then, that on so YouTube? Yes, yeah, on YouTube. So I came off I came off like the stage and my my now wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she was there and I had this big smile on my face. I was like, How amazing was that? And she was like, Mm. And I was like, Well, I think and she went how would you feel if you just become European champion and the TV <laughs> presenter beat you? I was like, okay. Yeah, sod in, though. I'm yeah, incredible. no, listen, it was... <laughs> and the cameras were there as well to pick it up. Well, and what does that... Like, if you played him over, say, 10 frames, you think he would have beaten you and you just got lucky? Or do you think... There was no luck in that. Let me tell you now, boy. All right? That was pure... <laughs> yeah. This is why we got you on. <laughs> um, he would probably beat me. He would probably beat me, yeah. But why are you playing? I'm probably too good, actually. I'd probably get banned. <laughs> <laughs> I played, I played, but you know, when I was saying in, in the world of Paul, there was no money in it. So all the money was in money matches. And I played a guy for a grand, first to 10. And so I was. Like the I, colour of money sort of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's exactly like that. And I, I think I was even 9 1 or 9 0 up. And there's about 40 people watching. And I started doing that with my cue and fucking about and commentating <laughs> and lost 10-9. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing with your cue? Just little sort of Bruce Lee moves. Say that again? What were you doing with your cue? Just like Bruce Lee moves? I was batting, twirling it. I was, <laughs> honestly, I was playing it like the piano. I'd play a great shot and go, wah, 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 like, what a bell end, honestly. I think honestly. those 40 people wanted you to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw in the shadows in the background Eugene Hughes was frowning. <laughs> How much is a good cue, Andy? Like a top. Well, well, Stephen Hendry's cue he had when he was a kid. He had a Rex Williams cue, which was something like three pounds. I remember Rex Williams. Yeah. What he look like? Do you? He's Welsh, wasn't he? Yes, he was Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> he had a Rex Williams cue, and it was about a fiver or a tenner. And he won his seven world titles with it. And, really? Uh, same one? Same queue. And then round about the time the 9-11 happened, just after that, you weren't allowed to take your queue on the plane with you, on uh, like with you as walk-on. You had to, or carry-on luggage, you had to put it, you know, at the bottom of the plane. So everyone was buying these big cases. And anyway, one day his queue came out, the carousel the other end like that, bent. No. And it snapped. And he never, he never won another world title after that. He couldn't use a queue, obviously. And he never won another world title. Oh. Yeah, or, uh, he never won another major. He never won the UK or the Masters after that either. So his cue was a tenner. Um, what, then he won all the tournaments with? Yeah. His cue was a tenner. What? But, um, yeah, yeah. But that was, I'm going back to when a tenner was probably like worth 15 quid. So it was a lot of money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Different world, isn't it? It's hard yeah. to imagine. <laughs> um. Can I ask a question? It, like, I've I haven't taken much notice of snooker in the last few years, if I'm honest. Okay. How would you reignite our passion for snooker? Same with me. Yeah, Andy, I fucking loved it, and I think mm. the last ten years, I don't know why. It's just gone off my radar. If you and it, you, if your job now is to reignite our passion, how do we? we how we, would you go about it? The, fir the first thing you need to do is you need to play each other. That's a really right? good idea, and and I'll re I'll I'll happily rep it. <laughs> oh shit, this is all right. Fun. I'll happily rep it. The second <laughs> thing, do you wear white gloves? 
Do you know I can hear your thoughts? <laughs> no, I'm naked, but just I will wear white gloves. I will wear Maybe white an gloves. A, a penny. Maybe a penny. <laughs> I think. Secondly, why don't I take you to the Masters um, in next month for Ali Pali? Are you kidding me? Yeah, what? no, I'll take you there. What? Oh, yes, uh, please. I'll take you there. I'll take you backstage. You can meet the players. You can have a go on the practice tables. Fuck off. Is this happening? Or... Yeah, of course. I'll take you there. And then that will reignite. Can we do the table after. tennis as well at the Masters? That's good fun. <laughs> at, uh, Ali's... Have you done table tennis at Ali Pally? Is... Don't never... jump ahead, David. Don't get greedy. <laughs> We've just been offered something incredible. Don't no, like say, can I have a slice of that cake as well, please, mummy? <laughs> I will. We'll work out a day, right? Probably, it'll, probably, it'll either be a Saturday or Sunday. Because yes, please. And then we'll we'll t- we'll go for the day. We'll have both sessions. We'll have a bit of food there, and then um, you can meet all the players. I'll get you in the studio as well, so you can um, you can meet O'Sullivan and all that, and, and that will reignite your love. No way. Yeah, of course, of course. This is like the best thing. Well, I thought you were going to say watch tomorrow night. There's a documentary <laughs> on. I was like. <laughs> Or do that. Or we could do that. I think your idea is better. All I need is like five grand from both of you and I can (laughs) sort that. No problem. No, I'll do that. I promise you I'll sort that out for you. Really? Yes, please. That's... Look at David. Only only if you pass my Eugene Hughes test. I know Eugene Hughes. I remember it. Every snooker player, you have to say to David, you know this one. Okay, I'll tell you what, David, when we go, you have to wear a T-shirt. with. You have to get it made with Eugene Hughes' face. I know Eugene Hughes. Yeah. The, I know, the, I know, the, I know Scotland. I know, this, <laughs> I know who this guy is. I do go with Eugene Hughes. Fuck, it, honestly, Andy, that would be All right. Who, who would be in there? Who would we meet? Um, we well, can't you, predict oh, the future yet. <laughs> Is mean? I'm not good enough. No. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, whoever's playing that day, you're going to meet at least at least two of the top sixteen because they'll be playing. Jimmy White will be there, so you meet Jimmy, and Fuck O'Sullivan will be there. Fuck <laughs> will they like us? Do you, do you think <laughs> Can you guarantee they'll like us? Because our insecurities are wildly out of control. I can't. I can't guarantee they'll, they'll like you, but they'll certainly say hello to you. That's fine. Fuck. So I thought Steve Davis. Well, I got an email from Steve Davis. He'll be saying, there. Steve will be there as well. Oh, I know Steve. Steve. I'll say hello to Steve. And I Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve up. <laughs> I'm, too... I'm a bit asking too much. When the crowd <laughs> out there, just look at the table up close. Yeah. Walk, walk around the table. When, when you walk in, the doors will be closed, so there won't be anyone else in. So you can sit in the chairs, walk around the table, sit in the, the can chairs. Can we sit the where the snooker players wait? Yeah. Where they yeah. sit while the other players play? Yeah, I'll get you in okay, there. Okay, I'm going to lose my shit. Um... Is there a chance you can email <laughs> and go, oh, boys, I can't do it this year? No, right? of course I can. I, do, I go every year. I go every year and I take friends with, so I'll, I'll be more than happy to take you guys with. Is this going to be like walking in with John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever? You know, where, like, if we were you... We're going to be like, here we go. Everyone's going to know you. I don't, I don't remember that scene from Saturday Night Fever where he comes in going, here we go. <laughs> two other blokes. Yeah. <laughs> two, two, seven, two, two guys nearly 50. <laughs> da, da, da. Carrying a pot of paint with <laughs> <Yeah>. Eugene Hughes. 
I tell you, it's, it's, it's funny. You're getting excited about meeting these players, right? And rightly so. So I grew up being a massive Jimmy White fan. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still a big Jimmy White. In fact, in fact, I'll show you. So, so he's not there, is he? I, no, he's not. But so because I love Jimmy, it's a little bit weird. But when I'm with him, he knows how much I adore him. And not too long ago, I was with him, and he got a new case, and I was like, "Where's your old case?" And it's in the room, join it. I went, "Yeah, I love it." So he <laughs> gave me his, his old cue case. <laughs> Fucking hell! There you go. It's got you've got, you've got a little museum, haven't you? Yeah, you? and you know what's cool, right? This, I mean, this is so sad. So the people that made his case. They found out that I'm a big snooker fan. And so he's, this is so sad, he's the whirlwind. So obviously I'm the gale force. Right? Gale force, gale force. <laughs> they, they, they made me mine, look. No. Oh, you're you're in heaven, aren't you, basically? Fuck yeah. me. <laughs> Do you just go in your office and grin? Yeah. Depends what I'm watching on YouTube, but yeah, usually. Fuck. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Andy, I do treat these people as, I don't know, they had like gods. After growing up in the 80s and early, not, sort of mid 90s. Well, Snooker was at its biggest then as well. Yeah, was it? It? it was at its biggest, wasn't it then? Well, I think, I think uh, if you compare the early Snooker snook on the telly, like the 80s and 90s, to what happened early on in the 2000s, yes, but now the audiences are. The audiences are massive. They're bigger than they've ever been. The prize money is oh. much bigger. You get like half a million pound if you're in the World Championships now. Um, if you win it. If you win the World Championships, yeah. Right. So, me. So, you know, it's 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 bigger now than it's ever been before. How hard is it to have a career in snooker? Do, do you know what's funny, actually, right? So I'm, I'm convinced that if I would have been a snooker pro in the 60s or 70s, I would have won a World Championship, right? Not... Not hear me out, right? Not because I was that good, <laughs> but I think snooker was quite shit, right? So oh. you know the masters, the, it's like the masters, right? Yeah, but the biggie. Yeah. In, in 1970, I think 79. If people, if I'm wrong, people will correct me. I think 79 or 78, but I'm pretty sure oh, 79. Someone called Perry Marns won the masters, right? Yeah. His highest break for the whole week. His highest yeah. break for the whole week. What was it? Uh, 36. 88. I think it was it was under fifty. It was forty eight or forty nine. Wow! I would have won it that year. <laughs> yes, I would have yeah. won the Masters that year. Yeah. Right? If you hadn't done your Bruce Lee thing, you might have won it. <laughs> right, my my granddad. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> my granddad played Joe Davis and took a frame off him. Oh, wow, that's that's that trumps is anything that, I've got. Is that that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. I was really panicking for you there, David, because I thought Andy. No, was, I'm know, quite confident. Con I'm quite confident in that. <laughs> Continue your story, David. What year would that have been? Well, my my grandson, my granddad was played at some snooker club in East Grinstead when he was part of their. That would have been fifties, forties, fifties, sixties. Don't know. Eighties, seventies. And what, you, what, you, weren't, you weren't expecting details, were you? Well, he was fat to a time. He was in a wheelchair. He, <laughs> <walk>. <laughs> he, was, yeah. he was having end-of-life care at the time. Joe Davis was, was world champion in, in 1927, so it would have been over those 15 years. Okay, 40s, 50s, 40s or 50s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like how much knowledge you have and David hasn't. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a bit of an encyclopedia? Of yeah, snooker? I am a little bit. I am a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
My, if you my, mastermind subject, what would it be? Um, me? Yeah. It'd probably be the film Back to the Future. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. My, my, my memory normally is appalling. My memory is appalling. I did, I did a show years and years ago for like UK player, I think it was, and it was called Win Your Own Home. And we filmed three shows a day, five days a week for two weeks. And every show I would start up, I'd go, hello, welcome to Win Your Own Home. And then going into an ad break, that's it for part one of Win Your Own. And then I'd come out of it, welcome back to part two, Win Your Own. And at the end of it, that's all we've got time for, Win Your Own. I was doing that three times a day, five days a week for two weeks. And on, on the last day of filming, on the Friday, the AP, I said, I'll call you over the weekend and I'll arrange for voiceover. And I went, okay. So I woke up, I swear to God, this is true. I woke up Sunday morning, I picked my phone up and there was a, a voice message and I picked up. And it went, hi, and it's uh, Emma from When Your Own Home. Can you give me a call as soon as you can? And I was like, and I went, oh, my God. And my wife looked at me and she went, what? And I went, I think I've won a house. <laughs> she, she was like, what? And I went, oh, no, fuck, sorry. I swear, that's how that's how bad my memory is. I swear to, I swear to God that's true. So, so, so some... For a millisecond, for a millisecond. <laughs> so, some snooker stuff stays in, but I don't know. I think it's stuff that I don't need to remember. I don't remember. That's why. That's why I really wanted that on the pod. I, when you told us about the cloth, um, I want to know what the cues are made out of. Can we do all that in the future? Go yeah. into detail. Yeah. But yeah. well, if if you're serious about getting, you know, getting back into snooker, there's a guy mm. called. There's a guy called John Paris who makes everyone's cue, cues, right? So he makes all of them. I could rattle off all the players' names, but he makes basically every single cue that you watch on the telly. Whoever's playing, it's a John Paris cue. And um, you can go to his workshop and see. You can, you can. In fact, I've got a story, but I can't tell you the story while we're recording it. So when we finish, remind me to tell you the John Paris story, right? Yeah. But um, he makes everyone's cues. So when when Jimmy White got a new cue, I phoned him up. And said, so like, I hear you're going to make Jimmy White's new cue. And he went, yeah. And I went, can you do me a favour? And he's like, go on. I said, can you, out of the same bit of wood, can you make two cues identical? Whatever Jimmy wants, make the, make the second one identical so you can't tell them apart. And then whatever one he chooses, I'll have the other one. Yeah. And he went, yeah, okay, fine. So I've got the other, I've got the other <laughs> cue. Can you do Jimmy's head in a little bit? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I'm trying to work out how many episodes of this we do before you could no longer say I've got and then point at something. Um, <laughs> it, it'd be a couple, I think. <laughs> Andy, um, have you ever walked onto the the carpet of the crucible? Yes. Room? What's that like? Um, that's how, have you been to the crucible? You two? No, how, I've how been outside people, it. I've been how outside. Does it hold? It holds just under a thousand, something like nine hundred and thirty-two or something. But it's it's I I'll, I'll get you there as well if you want in April May when that's on. Um, and by the way, yeah, I should I should say a big thank you to World Snooker who who don't know it yet, but they're going to sort these tickets out for you. Right? <laughs> but um, the, 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 the... No, no pressure, but <laughs> no, but they will, they will. Fans will. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, when I went to Crucible a few times, and it's it's one of those sort of. Um, those moments you don't forget. So I went there when I was, I went there as a fan and I went there when I was filming with Eurosport and it was in between sessions of the final. So there was press in there, but there was the players went in there and the lights were up. But yeah, I, I walked down, walked around the table and sat in the chairs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, oh great. my God. 
Is it moments yeah. like that you sort of go, "How have I got this as a job?" You know, one of those. Yeah. It's like. Well, I did a, a walk. I did a walk around with Joe Johnson. You remember Joe Johnson? Won, yeah. Won the eight. I, I do. Even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He only won one, didn't he? It was out of the blue. That's right. You're gonna, I thought yeah. you were going to say he was in Miami Vice, but that's. <laughs> but we we did filming with Joe where we had to recreate his night. So I sort of knocked on his door, the dressing room with a cup of tea, oh. and came out. Then we walked through the curtains, and we walked down, and I'm walking around the table talking to him about the shots. It was, I mean, yeah. For me, I mean, honestly, for me, sometimes I I I have to sort of pinch myself and go, ah, fucking hell. You know, as much as I'm doing this for a job, I'd do it for free if they asked me to. Oh. I paid to do it. I paid to. What yeah. did you just offer us? Yeah. Oh, would you? How, how much? Would you, how much? Would you <laughs> yeah. yeah, David. David will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. You just want me to give you some more stories, don't you? No, I just. I'm really loving it, Andy. I'm... The Crucible is something different. The Crucible is something quite spectacular. Yeah. Because when you're when you're in there, you just think of all the magical yeah. moments in snooker. Yeah, that, that, yeah, the Taylor Davis eighty-five mm. that was in front of you. You know, it's, it's yeah, the John Virgo impressions. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there. That's not the first thing that speaks to mind when I think of the Crucible. I'm now thinking about Big Break with Jim Davison for some reason. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like that program? I upset, I loved it. I did like it. I we wanted want, I to could... bring that back. Oh, really? I just want. I just waited for the trick shot. Yeah, yeah. you can't miss. The, oh, yeah. You can't miss a trick, trick shot. shot. You know that, right? What's that? What do you mean? You can't. You can't miss the trick shot. What do you mean you can't miss it? Because it's set up. So as long as the cue ball hits the first ball, everything else will go. Then it all happen. <sighs> yeah, but sh- some of them are when you've got to pop the things quickly. I used to do that on a, in my mum's salon. What the machine? What? <laughs> In your mum's, uh, I used to have a six foot table in my mum's hairdressing salon. <laughs> I don't know if you're joking now. I did. I used, to, I used to put. We had a salon next to the house with all that like, hair dryers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know what salon is. It's the bit about the snooker That's table. Not the <laughs> and on a Sunday, my dad would put the table up, six foot table, and I'd just be in there all afternoon. <laughs> what blow drying your hair? Yeah. <laughs> Practicing for when he would become a hairdresser. <laughs> I knew Eugene Hughes at the time, and <laughs> He'd come it was just. I was always playing in that. Why are we? Why are we talking about this? Because you used to practice trick shots. Trick shot. I used to practice yeah. that one where you try and hit the balls in <laughs> the machine gun. Yeah, that's very difficult. How many? Very you difficult. The machine, yes, yes, yeah. the machine gun. How many did you get to? Maybe three or four. Oh, okay, that's good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. tried to bring Big Break back with, with oh, me as Jim Davidson, not literally, and Jimmy as John Virgo. But um, <laughs> the guy that owned the it, it all became very complicated, and the guy that owned the right, it was, it was, it was, no one really knew who owned the rights, and I think the BBC were didn't want to give it up, or it just didn't happen. But we, we looked into it. That looked, show was all about chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. They had some good old chemistry, Jim and John. Yeah. Uh, uh, when was it? Was it late 80s? Oh, I, I think think it went into the 90s. Yeah, so also, Snooker was, although you're saying it's big again. Do you also remember at the at the um, end, you know, there was a thing where you'd get a snooker player, you'd uh, answer questions and then you'd have a snooker player come out and you'd be like, uh, and some of them you'd go, 
Well, he's fucked now. He's got so-and-so. <laughs> so I was really dismissive of some of them. They would they would have a quiz <laughs> based on the ball that they would pot. Like, yes. Black ball. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like Trivial Pursuits. Like yeah, exactly like yeah. that. Exactly like that. Yeah. But then, but then they'd have a certain amount of time and they'd have to pot them all in under a time. And then That's right. If you had Jimmy... You'd be like, well, they're going to win because he only takes 17 seconds. Yeah. And if you got like someone... Eugene Hughes. But Eugene, well, no one recognised. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Famous. Honestly, I'd love that. When are you two going to play then? When are you two going to play a game? That's a good question. What's, you live near each other. Have they got tables up? I've got tables out there, haven't I? Do, do you know what, what I'm going to do? Do you know what I'm going to do? When you two come to the Masters... Got a lover when he says that. When you, <laughs> when you two come to the Masters, right? Because yeah. World Snooker will love it, and they'll want to film it and put it on their website. So if you're cool with that, I will get you two to play each other on one of the practice tables. One frame. God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I am... a 12-foot. Yeah. On one of the practice tables. Huh? <laughs> I'm back in it. Well, you know when you play on a twelve foot, yeah, and you've only ever played on like a pool table, and you have to do a long shot. You go, it's so far away. You go, what's the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> There's no. If I hit it, I'm over the moon. Yeah, it's so far. If you've got, a, that's what the snooker on telly versus playing has got to be the biggest distance between ability and what you can do. You know, like football, that's you great go. Point. I can kick a football, but when you're at the end of a table, you go, that's mental. But on the telly, you go, cool, it's Mr. S- Sitter there. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, I remember Steve Davis um, explaining how to pot, and he would say, if you're cutting a ball into a corner pocket, he would say, imagine like an imaginary ball and attach yeah. to that ball, and you hit the middle of that imaginary ball. Am I correct? Yeah. What does Thank that mean? I, don't I, think, I think Steve was taking smarties at the time, and I wouldn't pay too much attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd lost focus. Yeah. You, know, you know what? You, when you're talking about the hitting the, the long balls, the long pots, I'm, I'm, I know this sounds weird, but I'm red, brown, green, colourblind, right? What do you see? I see all the same colour, so uh, even more so with snooker, because the colours of a snooker, the uh, colours of the balls on a snooker table aren't real colours, they're made for television, if oh. that makes sense. So the brown, so I see the brown and the red identical. Does that, do you not get panicky? No, because the brown's nine times out of ten, it's on its spot, right? Yeah. Same yeah. colour. Yeah, so, do you not understand how colourblind works? I, do you know what, I don't think I do this. <laughs> I know I want to do this colourblind episode. <laughs> Can you come on and be our colourblind expert, Andy? I'd love to. So I, I once played in the competition, and it was like, a, uh, it was up at Ilford, it was like a semi-final, this thing, potted the greatest red ever. Like, literally, Jimmy White would have been proud of it, and then I heard the referee go, that's a foul. I was like, what? And it was a brown I'd potted into the corner pocket, and I lost. So what is the colour that you're potting in? Is it brown? What do you see? <laughs> Uh, well, I just see the same colour. They're all. Yeah, what is it, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I'm colour blind. <laughs> this is a weird, weird age to find out what colour blind is, David. Yeah. What, what I... is it, Joe? It's when you. My mum's colour blind, so she can't see the difference between green and blue. 
So she just sees whatever she sees. But she can't describe that to me because it's just a thing to her. So she go, what colour's that? And we'll go, that's blue. And she go, all right, cheers. Well, she doesn't speak like that, but... <laughs> but... <laughs> what was she pointing at? <laughs> Something blue or green. I don't know. Look, usually, do you know usually Trivial Pursuit cheeses? That's where it comes up a lot. Uh, I, yeah, I struggle with that. And she'll go, what colour's that? And it gets quite frustrating over an hour. Okay. Well, no, I haven't. I haven't ever been told that. Well, if you've never had to live with the horror, so you couldn't color. actually become a snooker player if you were colourblind or could you? First, you just yeah, asked first. How long would it fucking take? Hey, edit how, it out. So the, you know, you're familiar with where the balls are situated on the toe. So the yeah. brown usually is at one end. Yeah, of course, but when they when it's you know. <laughs> Unless you're playing on a boat and all the... Do you know what? If you played, I'd turn it off when you came on. I'd be like, oh, this is the guy who has to ask where the fucking brown is. Yeah, shouldn't that be incorporated into your name as well? Like, instead of the girl force, it should be can't see the brown or something. Yeah, that might that might be conceived slightly yeah, differently. Right? Bad. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got that magazine somewhere. That's what she said. That is a moment where you say that's what she said. Yeah. Uh, Ah, thank you, AB. Fucking love it. Can we do this? Can we do this a lot? <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. I've not even talked to you about Jimmy White in detail. We've got loads to talk about next. Yeah. Time. Also, I really want to. I really want to know about the new players who to look out for, and you know. Okay. Yeah, I'd love yeah. that. Uh, and I'm, that. I'm excited for our, uh, igniting our passion day out. Well, I tell you what, I do. I will. I will sort out our day out and then the next time we speak I'll confirm it all with you and so if you never hear from me again you know I've not been able to do it <laughs> well fair enough <laughs> and I'm going to Google oh, you I've been so cutted I really would we're going to talk about this a lot off pod okay well it, I'll really sort it out on. for you it'd be a pleasure <laughs> oh amazing Thanks, are, you, Andy. are you both about around January I think it's the end of January so Martin, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay all right, and, and and the crucibles in the spring. I mean, I'm not pushing my luck, but it is, it is isn't it, in the spring? Yeah, April, May. I can easily sort that as well for you. What about should we go to the Maldives or something at some point? <laughs> <laughs> do they play snooker in the Maldives? They can. Yeah, we can sort that out. I literally <laughs> can do anything. All right. It really sounds like you can, and I, it's very, very attractive. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Make, make sure I do it that way, right? It's, weird, it's the most flustered I've ever been. The thing is, my worry now is that we will come to Ali Perry and you won't enjoy our company. And so the crucible will be off the table. You'll be talking with Stephen Hendry and Jimmy White in the corner and we'll just be like staring at you. Uh, I didn't say I'll sit with you, did I? I just say I'll get you in, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll lose uh, David at some point. We'll lose David yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Andy. It's my pleasure. It's my it. pleasure. Can, what's the thing you couldn't tell us about the? Have you what, stopped recording? Have you stopped recording? Yeah, I don't even. I'm not even comfortable telling you while we're videoing it. It's awful. Oh, um, okay. 